1: So Ordinary to Badass, episode number 13. Today I talked to Amanda LeCount. Amanda is 18 years old. She's a dancer, choreographer, singer, model, and actress. Amanda is all about breaking the stereotype. She has been on the Ellen Show, Marie TV, and danced with Rihanna, Lizzo, Megan Traynor, and Katy Perry. Amanda's so awesome and inspiring. I just know you're going to love this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or you're badass, I'm glad you're here. Today's guest is Amanda LeCount. Amanda, thanks so much for being here. (laughs) I love the energy. So first off, I've got to ask you, do you consider yourself ordinary or badass?
2: A hundred percent badass, for sure.
1: I love it. I love how you just own it. <laughs> so will you share with us a little bit about you?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm a professional hip hop dancer that lives in Los Angeles. I'm 18 years old and I have kind of my own hashtag slash movement called hashtag breaking the stereotype. And it's all about trying to hopefully inspire people from all over the world to do what they're passionate about, no matter what stereotypes you might not fit into, um, and just doing what you love, no matter what people say.
1: I love that. How did the breaking the stereotype or hashtag breaking the stereotype, how did that come about?
2: Yeah. So I created hashtag breaking the stereotype about two and a half years ago. And it was kind of random the way I came up with it. I was just in my car going to dance, I think. And I saw some of my friends had their own hashtag. And I just kind of wanted something of my own that was just mine that, I don't know, just kind of summarized what I'm all about. And I came up with bringing a stereotype because, you know, my whole life people tell me, you know, I don't have the right body to be a dancer. I'm too fat to be a dancer. I'll never make it in the industry because I don't have the right body type. Um, and I, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but bringing the stereotype is kind of like I said before, showing people that you don't have to fit in to the stereotypes that society pressures you to fit into. Um, I know it's hard to do totally. what you love when people don't necessarily approve of it, um, but it'll pay off in the end, I promise. It At least it has for me, and I think if everyone would do that just the world would be a better place and I think people would be happier because they'd be doing what they love instead of doing what other people tell them they should be doing if that makes sense that
1: was kind of a lot no that's good that's good uh so you're only 18 years old and you already Mm -hmm. have this crazy awesome mindset where do you think that came from
2: Um, I definitely think part of it came from my mom. She is so smart and has so much knowledge. I mean, she has nine degrees and she's obsessed with school and she's (laughs) my manager pretty much. And she just completely like dives into whatever she's passionate about. Um, and for me and my dancing, she immediately was just, she wanted to know everything there was to know about it and wanted to find out, you know, what agencies are the best and what auditions I should be going to and whose classes will help me the most. And she just completely, like, indulged herself into this dance lifestyle. Um, But I definitely think I got some of my knowledge as far as trying to inspire people and um, just having a pretty mature mindset for my age from her, Um, she had to go through a lot of tough things when she was little and just growing up that not everybody has to go through or does go through. And I think that made her a stronger and wiser person. And I think that definitely kind of rubbed off on me. Cool, and what age did you start dancing? I started when I was two. So pretty much my whole life I've been dancing. Love it, love it. So let's talk
1: a little bit about your wins. Can you share with us what you're most proud of accomplishing?
2: There's a few things because there's some personal ones that might not be like the biggest job, but just for me, they were really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say I probably have two. And one is the Rihanna Savage Fenty show that I just did like less than a month ago, um, which was super exciting. I mean, my goal for this year was just to do something with Rihanna and to do that is kind of crazy to like check that off my list of, as my one goal of the year and to be able to say that I did that was really exciting. Yeah. Um, the whole experience was just amazing and I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, you can imagine how awesome it, it was. Yeah, um,
1: mind-blowing.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, definitely mind-blowing. Um, that was probably my favorite job I've ever done, but also something that was really cool for me is when I was the cover of um, Dance Spirit Magazine last year, just because I always looked at that magazine growing up and I looked up to those dancers who were on the cover so much and I just loved them. And to be on the cover when, you know, I'm 18 years old and kind of just, it's kind of like a full circle. And especially just because I think they've only had like a size eight or 10 on the cover. So for someone like me to be on the cover was a really big deal. And just personally, It was a really cool experience that I never thought I would get to do or be on the cover.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. What is something most people don't know about what it took to accomplish those moments?
2: Ooh, it took a lot of, I mean, this is pretty obvious or it's probably something that people say all the time, but for me, it definitely took a lot of strength because I had to go through all these people telling me, no, 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 no. And that's definitely part of the dance industry and just the entertainment industry. Is you get told no three billion times before you get any yeses, right? Um, And so I definitely had to have a strong mind to you know just throw all those no's out the window to just remember that there will be a time when I get a yes and when my career you know like starts. And so I think just not letting myself. quit or stop or, like, second-guess myself, even though all these people around me are telling me I should, um, to get past all that and to get to those moments of doing these shows and these jobs was probably the hardest part.
1: So has it, like, did you struggle with it in the beginning when you first started getting told no? Did you struggle with that at all?
2: Um... Well, since I started when I was two, obviously, like I didn't have body issues when I was two, but (laughs) as I got to the age around like seven or eight, I just kind of started realizing that people were looking at me a little differently, or I would hear people whispering, and I could just kind of know it was about me. And I just kind of knew that people felt a certain way about me. And I wasn't really sure why. Um, I figured it out, obviously, (laughs) maybe when I was like around like nine. Um, but it was weird because I never, you know, thought of my body as an issue or thought I was different. Um, you know, everyone looks different. You know, no one looks the same. So I was like, this is what I look like. Great. (laughs) Um, but then I started realizing that it's an issue for people, um, and that I'm not supposed to dance. And that's kind of when it started getting a little more like doubting myself and second-guessing myself. Um, Because when I started, I was just so confident, like so confident. And as I got older, you know, starting to go into high school and, you know, all these people care so much about what you look like. And, you know, you care so much about what other people think of you because you want to be cool or (laughs) popular or whatever, all these different things. And that's when it started getting a little bit like, oh, like I kind of feel bad. Like, Maybe I should look a different way or I wish I looked a different way. My life would be easier and things like that. Um, but then, you know, I kind of just got through it. I don't think there's anything really that I did. I just was so passionate about dance that I couldn't even imagine stopping. Like I just, that wasn't even an option for me. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, seven years later, I realized that I'm so like, thankful in a way that I look the way I do, because it, if I didn't look this way and I looked like every other dancer that dances in LA, I wouldn't have the platform I do to inspire the people I do and to um, motivate the people that I do. So I'm, I'm really grateful that I was given that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I love that you put your passion first. You let that kind of guide you rather than mm-hmm. seeing all the, lo- the roadblocks ahead of you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's talk a little bit about your struggles. Can you tell us about a time when you gave up, but now you wish you wouldn't have?
2: Um, I don't think I've ever completely given up. Yes, I've had really, you know, down days or just bad, you know, feeling insecure or feeling not the best, but I don't think I've ever completely given up. Um, There's been some times, you know, I got kicked out of my dance studio when I was 11 years old for you know not having the right body type for my studio director and he just couldn't imagine having someone my size on the team which at that point that was probably one of my low lowest points just because I was 11 years old and having my mentor say that to me and someone that I looked up to so much kind of just beat me down like that it did definitely you know take a lot of my confidence away and my self esteem was like to the floor um but even then you know obviously with the help of my mom too um, and her just being so supportive, I still didn't stop. And I don't think I really even considered stopping. Um, it was just a matter of, like, forgetting him and not letting that opinion affect me. And just knowing that there are 7 billion other people in the world that can feel a completely different way. So don't let, you know, this one person's opinion kind of control your whole life. Right. Um, but that was probably one of my lowest moments, which is pretty understandable. I mean, having someone to yes. choose- had, especially at 11, let alone any age, is pretty, pretty crazy.
1: So, did he tell you that to your face, or did he tell your mom, or how did that work?
2: Yeah, he called my mom and I, so we were together, and he said we were having a meeting. And I'm not sure what my mom thought, but I thought it was going to be kind of like a check in you know, this is what you need to do next year, and this is what you need to work on, things like that. And then pretty much just said, hey, I'm sorry, but Amanda's body type doesn't fit my vision I have for my team. And we were both just like, what the heck? Um, And yeah, we walked out never looked back. And I'm sure he sees what I'm doing. And I know for a fact, he saw my Dance Spirit magazine cover. So I can just imagine his face when he opened it and saw my my amazing face on the cover.
1: (laughs) It's so cool. It's like you use that to push you, not to stop you. Oh, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's the best. Like sometimes, not every job, but Sometimes when I do really cool things, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this guy would think about it. <laughs> I'm good.
1: Tag him on Instagram.
2: <laughs> Try not to be that, Katie. I know, I know. It's hard not to, because sometimes yeah. I really do.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would you say to the 11-year-old girl out there who's going through the same thing?
2: Yeah. Like, um, like, like I said before, I would just say that don't forget to like remember that that's one person and I know it's easy to kind of put so much value on that person's opinion especially if in my case it's someone that you look up to and to have them kind of tear you down like that it's really easy to take that and just go with it um but just remember that literally there's billions of people in the world who could love you and who might look up to you someday um because I know that's what happened to me so Just do what you're passionate about um, because if you don't, you'll end up looking back 40 years from now and wishing you would have kept dancing or singing or cooking or whatever you want to do.
1: Right, right. But I think that's also a lesson for parents because parents can control or help shape their kid's outlook too. Like if they're okay with their kid paving their own way, you know that makes it so much more helpful.
2: Definitely. And especially for my mom, I know a few people who you know, their kids get bullied and dance or whatever, and so they take them out, which is very understandable. I get that. It's just, like, your parental instinct, like, you want to protect your kid, and you don't want them getting hurt, which I'm not saying it's bad parenting or or anything like that. I'm not a parent. I don't know, but I definitely think it helped that my mom was just so supportive and did not doubt me for a second. She really trusted me and believed me when I said, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to work really hard and it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, even though sometimes it was hard getting, you know, some people saying these negative things about me and telling my mom that she should pull me out and things like that. Um, she never let it get to her because she knew how much I loved it. So I love I think if more parents could do that, I think just more people would be doing what they love.
0: But yeah. I don't want to make
2: like, bad parenting. I get why they do it. No, um, totally. It's a hard decision to make.
1: And, but there's also another school out there who might be a better fit. You know, if, some, if you're going somewhere and it's not right, um, like your coach that kicked you out at 11, you wouldn't want to go there if you could, knowing he had that yeah. attitude, you know? Yeah. But there's exactly. always another place the studio, out there. The next studio, yep. Yep. So can you share with us a story about one of the hardships you have faced to get to where you are now?
2: Hmm. I would just say, I mean, this isn't like a hardship or anything crazy, but just sometimes I just feel like, you know, I go to these auditions and people look at me weird, or I'm the only person that, you know, is even close to plus size at this audition, or it's me and one other person. Um, And sometimes it's just hard because even though I am very confident, you know, just those thoughts get in your head of, you know, oh gosh, I look different, like everyone's looking at me, oh my gosh, and just kind of losing your confidence slowly, but I honestly don't think I've had, yes, I've had people, like, tell me I'm not good enough, or like I said, I'm too big, or I'm not skinny enough, or all these different things, but I don't think I've ever gone through anything that is bad enough to ever make me think about quitting dancing, so I mean, I guess the closest thing I have to, like, a hardship, I guess, is that studio director um, kicking me out, which was pretty hard at 11. But, yeah.
1: So what do you say to yourself in moments where you get down or talk bad about yourself?
2: Yeah. um, Well, for me, it's a little bit of a different situation just because I do have some, some people that look up to me and, you know, are inspired by me. And not that they pressure me in any way or I feel like I have to dance Um, because it's what I love to do. I wouldn't just keep doing it for other people. Right. But it helps, you know, when I'm feeling like down or whatever, to know that there's like 200,000 people who look up to me and love what I do and are inspired by what I stand for and what I do. Um, And it just kind of helps to get me out of that negative mindset. And just to remember that, you know, these people support me so much. And they some of them really rely on, you know, my dancing and me representing for them when they don't really have a voice. And so, you know, it's not just about me anymore. You know, I'm, I'm dancing and, and standing up for hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that don't have that opportunity. So it just helps knowing that, you know, there's a lot of people behind me that support me.
1: Yeah, I like that perspective. How many hours do you put in each week dancing?
2: Yeah, um, it kind of varies because in LA, the um, setup is drop-in classes. And so it's not like a studio where it's a weekly class that you're kind of signed up for. But for me, I would say roughly maybe like 18 to 20 hours a week, I would say.
1: So let's talk a little bit about societal norms. And we've talked a little bit about it already, but how do you deal with, Societal norms or pressures to fit in or fit a certain stereotype.
2: Um, I would say it's it's like I said before. It's really easy to, you know, let society decide who you're gonna be and who you want to be. Um, just because you know you want to fit in and you feel so much pressure to just look like everyone else. And I just think sometimes when people keep changing themselves to fit society's standards, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I only realized this, like, two years ago, but what I realized is people keep doing all these things to keep changing to fit society standards, but society standards are constantly changing, so if you just keep changing yourself, and changing yourself again, and changing yourself, you're not even gonna know who, like, the real you is anymore, and you're just gonna be a product of society's stereotypes, and you're not even gonna be yourself anymore, and... I definitely don't wanna be like that. I'd rather, you know, I say this a lot, I'd rather have people hate me for the person I actually am than have someone love me and praise me for something that I'm not and something I'm putting on and doing to please other people.
1: Yeah. Um, so. I'm I'm so blown away by your wisdom at eighteen years old, like I can only wish that I <laughs> had that at eighteen years old. So I Thank love you. it. <laughs> so let's switch and talk about your mindset. Tell me about your mindset and how it has led to your badassery.
2: Um, I think I'm just constantly, I don't know. I just always know that there's no one that can do what I, I can do. So there's no one else in the world that looks like me, that dances like me, that talks like me, that acts like me. You know, I'm completely my own person. And no matter how many people try to tear me down and take my confidence away and tell me all these negative things, I know that I'm the only me there is, and just, what am I trying to say? Like, no one can take that away from me. Like, no one can take who I am away from me, if that makes sense. Yeah. it's. Okay, I'm hoping I'm making sense. So I just always remember that, you know, even though all these people, you know, say all these negative things, like, they can't take away who I am.
1: Yeah, they can't take That's away the poor of you.
2: They can't, yeah.
1: Right. No, I love that. Do you have any tips or any tips or tricks to help us improve our mindset?
2: I would just say like give yourself more compliments and you know it's okay to like brag every once in a while or you know to give credit to yourself when it's due because I know sometimes for me even you know when people give me a compliment or I don't know if just people like praise me for a second I'm I'm very much the person that's like oh my gosh, no, like, no, ah, oh, like, eh. but you know, we shouldn't be like that. We should be like, yeah, I am. Thank you for noticing. Like just yes. have a more like, mindset where it's like, yes, I am amazing. Thank you. And just kind of letting yourself have those moments where you're like, yeah, I am amazing. And just that'll help a lot instead of kind of putting it off like, oh yeah. Okay.
1: That's so funny. I literally just posted about that on Instagram yesterday. Because it's so easy to, like you said, just deflect the compliments and not take them in, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's important to actually let it sink in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can you share one of your greatest mindset hacks for confidence and self-esteem?
2: I would just say, I know I literally just said this, but just remember that no one can do what you do. Just remember that. That really helps me a lot, you know, because when I'm in dance class and or I don't get a certain audition or job, I just have to remember that, you know, that might not be for me, but they're still not who I am and they can't do what I can do. So just remember that you're completely unique and you're your own person and there's something special to each person and just don't forget that.
1: Love that. Do you have a mantra or meditation practice?
2: Honestly, I don't really have time for, me- for meditation, um, but I have a few like sayings I like to tell people. One of them is really easy, but if you love it, do it. It's as simple as that. I say that all the time. And I feel like people put so much thought into every decision they make. And yes, obviously, certain decisions are very important. And you should spend time thinking about the decision you're going to make. But also at the same time, don't take them too seriously. You know, they're not life and death, no matter how serious it may be. And just go with your gut and do what will make you happy at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's kind of some mindset things. I don't know. No, I love it. (laughs) So let's talk about
1: some tips for some things that you have learned. If you could share one tip that you wish every female knew about, what would it be?
2: Um, I would say stop comparing yourself to other people because I know that's kind of, or that was one of my biggest, actually was and still is. um, One of my biggest problems is, you know, it's really easy even when you're walking down the street to look at someone and subconsciously you start comparing everything. You're like, Oh, I'm not as skinny as her. I'm not as pretty as her. Oh, her smile is so pretty. Like, you just kind of not even because you want to, it just happens because that's kind of how society has brainwashed us and has kind of trained us to do in a way. Right. Um, I would say try to not do that. As hard as it may be, it'll really help um, because there's no point in comparing yourself to other people because everyone's living a different life. Everyone's been through different things and is on a different path than you. And so it's not fair to compare yourself to other people.
1: So how have you applied that in your life?
2: Um, yeah, well, for me, I mean, in dance class, it's really easy for me to watch someone dance or whatever and for me to constantly be comparing the way I dance to them. So I'm like, oh, like she did that part so much better than me or like, oh, her timing on that part was so good. Like I messed it up or whatever. Um, and it's really easy for me to do that. But I, like I said before, this is kind of a constant theme during this interview. But, you know, she does it that way and that's her individual way of doing it, but I can do it my way and I can do it, you know, my special way. Right. So I just remember that, you know, that's amazing. And the way she's doing it is awesome, but my way is also valid and is also amazing. They're just different.
1: Yeah, and you're not taking away anything from, from her or yourself, cause you're mm-hmm. both amazing, just different dance styles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So how do you get inspired and stay motivated?
2: Um, How do I get inspired? I get inspired all the time from the people that follow me. I don't like saying followers because I feel like that's just like my followers. I don't know. It sounds so like, not cocky, but you know what I mean. Um, But the people that support me, um, sometimes they'll DM me and tell me these stories. And, you know, I had a 45 year old woman that came to one of my dance classes and she said, Hey, just so you know, you know, I wore my first two-piece swimsuit in like 30 years because I saw your picture and you look so great.
1: Oh, that's cool.
2: that really just inspired me to keep going because even though it's hard for me to think I'm like changing lives because that's so dramatic, like I really am to some people. Yeah. And that's amazing to think about. And that's definitely really inspiring and motivating for me knowing that, you know, what I do matters. And everything I do could change someone's life potentially. So, yeah, just the people that support me, honestly. Inspiring. Yeah,
1: I love that. So let's talk a little bit about badass advice. What was your turning point for accomplishing your goals and becoming a badass?
2: I would say my turning point is when I just started not caring about what people think. Um, you know, obviously, sometimes people say stuff and I'm not going to act like it doesn't get to me. But there was just a point, you know, after I moved to L.A. that I just started thinking, okay, these people are either going to love me or hate me. I can't really change their opinion on that. That's just how they feel about me. But that doesn't mean I have to care. You know, they can feel that way. And I don't need to say anything, but I don't have to let it affect me. And I just started really not caring what anybody had to say about what I do. Um, It's my life, their life, separate um, and I don't want to let someone else, that doesn't really matter, affect me.
1: Right. So how long ago did you move to LA?
2: Um, About five years ago, but I would say like the turning point probably happened four to three years ago.
1: Okay. So you moved to LA from where? Colorado. Was that a big adjustment?
2: Definitely. Um, Colorado is, a lot of it is very suburban, small town, like everyone knows each other, we all go to the same places, and it's just very kind of like homey and everyone knows each other. And it's a very different um, just situation than LA where there's thousands of people and everyone is so serious and cutthroat here. And, you know, they only care about themselves. Not everyone, I'm making LA sound really bad, but (laughs) just for the entertainment industry, at least, you know, everyone is so cutthroat and they think their life depends on everything they do. Um. So it's just a different energy and everyone is very, you know, serious, hardworking. And it's a different energy here. Um, people aren't quite as, I don't want to say as friendly because like I said, I, I keep making LA sound really bad. <laughs> but, you know, people don't take as much time to get to know people or like make friendships with people. They're kind of so in their head because I mean, being in the entertainment industry is hard because you, I mean, you, every audition you make, is literally like, oh, I have to pay my rent. Like, I need to get this audition. Or, you know, I have to get food. I need this job really bad. So it's kind of just a different mindset. Because in Colorado, there's not really any, I don't want to say any entertainment industry, because obviously there's dancers, there's singers, obviously, in Colorado. But there's not really, like, jobs for dancers and singers. So people aren't as competitive or cutthroat and things like that. It's more just fun like oh dance fun Where here it's like (laughs) dance like i need to be amazing right um but they're they're different it's hard to compare them because they're literally like opposite sides of the spectrum um but both are great in their own way and both have their you know negatives so was that an
1: adjustment for you moving from one state to another
2: yeah definitely um la is so fast-paced and you kind of just have to be constantly like doing something. And I'm also just not used to like city life because um, I'm from one of the smallest towns in Colorado. Oh, so wow. moving to LA is like, whoa. And <laughs> it was just kind of a lot to take in at one time. But after like a month or two, I got adjusted. And now, you know, it, it's my home. So I've definitely gotten used to it. But it took a second.
1: So what led the move? Did your mom move for your career or what was the reason for that?
2: Yeah. So I brought it up first, I believe, and she was pretty on board with it. And we tried to move it one time, but then I chickened out cause I was too scared. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to leave my friends. Uh, I'm too scared. Um, and then I think like six months later we ended up moving and I wish I would have gone earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we ended up moving, and yeah, my mom was completely on board with it. Yeah, she picked up everything, and we moved to L.A. for my career, and I haven't looked back since then.
1: I love that. So can you share one thing that you have learned from a woman in your life?
2: It is really hard for me. I'm trying to think of, like, the best advice I've gotten. (laughs) There's a lot, so I'm going through it all in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I got this from, but I'm sure I've gotten it from, like, 10 different women in my life. But just to relax more and have more fun because, you know, sometimes I take dance in my career too seriously. And yes, obviously my career is a serious thing and I, I, I take it seriously because I'm passionate about it and it's my job, obviously. So I care a lot about everything I do. But sometimes, you know, I take things too seriously and I forget that, you know, I'm 18 years old. I can have fun. I can relax a little bit and not be so stressed and serious all the time.
1: So if you're dancing and working hard and get stressed out, what do you do to kind of lighten it up or to have more fun?
2: I would say I, I take a break. It's really hard for me to, you know, take a break from dancing because I want to dance every day. But I do have to realize that, you know, when I'm feeling like it's too much or I just need to relax, Um, I take a day off and maybe I'll go see some of my friends or I'll go to the beach or do something that has nothing to do with dance so I can get my mind off of that and not just constantly be thinking about dance because my life does revolve around dance. So sometimes it's really beneficial to kind of get that all out of my head and just have fun for a day, not involving dance. And it's really, it's really beneficial.
1: Yeah. It's amazing what some space can do. Just get a little bit of space from it and then start back over the next day. (laughs) So do you have a habit or a practice that has contributed to your success?
2: Ooh, I would say this isn't really a habit, but I think one thing that has really helped as far as how successful I've been so far is my performance. Like my performance quality is something where, you know, I know I haven't, or I'm aware that I haven't, not haven't, I am aware that I don't, there we go, have the best, you know, technique, or I'm not the best, you know, dancer in LA. I'm, I know that. But something that is really strong that not everyone, or not a lot of people has is my performance quality. And there's just something when I perform, you know, and the energy I put behind it, that is contagious. And it makes people feel some type of way. And it makes them feel happy or, just inspired or energized Um, and that's something that not a lot of dancers think about I feel like they're so worried about the steps and you know being perfect when you know the audience doesn't really care about the steps they don't they don't know when you mess up they don't know how hard that step is you know they're not sitting there thinking about that all they remember is the way that you performed and the way that you made them feel yeah and so I feel like performance if anything is more important than the actual dance um obviously yes I want to (laughs) be a a decent dancer but performing is also a huge part of it and I think that's the reason why I have gotten a lot of the jobs I have is because not many people can perform like me
1: yeah that's so great and then I mean I'm sure your passion from what I've seen the videos I've seen like your passion just shines through Mm -hmm. um and that makes like I can't dance but it makes me want to (laughs) dance yeah (laughs) What do you wish everyone knew about confidence and overcoming obstacles? I
2: wish that people knew. I feel like sometimes people think that, you know, looking on Instagram and seeing all these people and how confident they are, it's really easy to think that like, oh my gosh, like they're perfect. Like they're so confident. I wish I was that confident. Um, and even though I am, I am a very confident person. Um, I just wish more people realized that just because the people you look up to are confident does not mean like they're perfect in any way. I still have down days all the time. You know, I have days when I'm not feeling my best or the greatest and I'm feeling a little insecure. And I just wish people knew that that was okay. Just because you have some down days doesn't mean, you know, you're completely insecure or you have no confidence or anything like that. Um, It's okay to go up and down with your confidence, it's never going to be like constantly going up I've never met someone where <laughs> that's the case um right. and I just wish they would know that you know the people you look up to aren't perfect and I know that when I was growing up I look at the dancers like oh like they're so perfect their life is amazing like I wish I was like that but they're they're going through stuff too they have their down days and their off days just like you so
1: totally yeah, yeah. I think confidence kind of like you're explaining kinda, it could be a roller coaster hmm but then like, if I don't focus on it or make it something that I actively work on, then it will just go down.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just wish that people, you know, having a lot of confidence doesn't mean it has to be at 100 all the time. Right. You can be a really confident person while you're, you know, on your down days. It just means, you know, you're just not having the best day. And that's yeah.
1: fine. Yeah. And you're human.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how often do you
1: read and can you recommend a book?
2: Ooh, okay, gotta be honest, I don't read as much as I should. But my favorite book is I don't know if it's technically like a novel or a book or anything. But the milk and honey book is my favorite, like thing I've ever read. Um, it's pretty much just pages of these different kind of poems almost. And each of them have to do with either like self love or just being insecure or having bad days and then finding your confidence and not letting for example like a significant other tear your confidence down or let them decide how confident you are that day just it's a really good book for kind of just self reflection I guess is the word and I really recommend it it's a good book
1: so I feel like I gotta ask since you're a dancer is there a song that that inspires you or that you just want to dance to on
2: the radio literally if you're a dancer you'll know every song that comes on like ever you or at least for me I immediately think of like oh what would this dance look like or what would this choreography be like or what is the vibe of this song like pretty much every song I immediately think about like oh like what kind of dance would that be um, just because, like I said, my whole life literally revolves around dance. So everything I do, I'm thinking about dance a little bit in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, but I love all music. I think all music is amazing and you can definitely dance to pretty much any song. So.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's great. So let's end with a tip to empower women and if you'll share how the audience can connect with you.
2: Yeah. Um, so for connecting with me, you can follow my Instagram which is amandalaccount. And I also have a website where if you literally want to know anything about me, you can find it on there. (laughs) It's amandalaccount.com, as well as merch and fun stuff like that. Um, And then I have two YouTube channels. I have a dance one that is dance, and I have a more silly one that's amandalaccount.
1: Awesome. And then do you have a tip to empower women?
2: I would just say... Do what, this is really like an easy one that I'm sure a lot of people say, but just do what you want. I feel like a lot of people, like I said kind of before, people take their decisions too seriously, and, and life is not that serious. You know, if you want to dye your hair pink, dye your hair pink. If you want to shave your head, shave your head. If you want to be a dancer and you're 70 years old, be a dancer. Like, just, just do what will make you happy, because it'll make your life 100 times better.
1: So great. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a total badass. I really thank enjoyed talking you. to you. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. So, with that, we'll end our show. And to all the badass women out there, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Hey, friend, before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really enjoyed talking to Amanda. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Hit me up on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass and let me know what you thought. Or head on over to iTunes and leave a review. I would be so grateful. Also, don't forget about our Ordinary to Badass Facebook group. It's a community of like-minded women who are pursuing their badassery. And as always, I would love for you to check us out at www.ordinarytobadass.com. And that way, you can subscribe to the blog post and check out our weekly newsletter. Talk to you soon, friend.
0: Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.